on, on this side of the grave. This is Bruce's um, wondering. Did you want to comment on that, Megan or Joe? Um, yeah, I think the well, Scripture also says it's appointed for a man once to die. And so I think there's, while I understand what you're, you're getting at, Bruce, I think there is, it's important when we talk about orthodoxy and theology. Um, anybody that knows me knows that, uh, you know, one of my slogans that I try to live by is old school theology, but unconventional ministry. That's kind of why I, the way I try to look at when I'm ministering to people or whatever. I don't ever want to stray from old school theology, but I'll violate tradition wherever necessary, right? I'll embrace it wherever necessary. And so for me, when it comes to how God may deal with us after death, um, when I look at Scripture, from my perspective, I think Scripture teaches pretty clearly that uh, the time of redemption is while we're here. Uh, how can they hear without a, a preacher? Um, how beautiful are the feet of those that take the message of hope, that take the gospel? And so I think the concept that Paul talks about, or Jesus talks about with the Jews, he, Jesus says with Jewish people and everything, I am the way, he says, this is the old covenant, this is the blood of the new covenant, and, and the concept is, I, I don't think it's a question of casting the Jewish faith off. What Jesus does is he completes the faith. He completes what, what, the, what the Jews had been taught, what the Jews had been practicing, what the Jews had been doing for thousands of years, for generations. What Jesus says, Jesus says, I am the fulfillment of all your work. I am the fulfillment of all your hopes. I am the fulfillment of all your dreams. I am the caster out of all your fears. I am the bridge that takes you from where the law said you couldn't make it because you couldn't fulfill the law. I have bridged you from the law to death. And so for me, I believe the way God is going to deal with the Jewish people or the way he is dealing with the Jewish people is the same way he deals with us Gentile people. You suck. You can't fulfill the law. I am grace. Yeah. And, right, and who's to say that the covenant, the fulfillment of the covenant isn't Jesus Christ, right? I, I came to fulfill the law. I did not come to abolish the law. Christ said I came to fulfill the law. Correct. So if you have Jesus as the, you know, he's fulfilling, he is it. And then, you know, I think back to in the book of Acts, you have Peter on the steps by the, what, the mis, what would you call them? <coughs> Miska pools? What are the, they called? Oh, the, the mikvah pools. The mikvah pools, right? So the, in the book of Acts, we learned that they were preaching the gospel and they were preaching with authority and that Jesus was their new rabbi. It's Rabbi Jesus. So I think that's, it's an interesting conversation to have. Right, so the new covenant, I, I, you know, he's, the covenant's gonna hold, but is the covenant really completed in Jesus Christ who came to fulfill? It's a good question. Yep. It is a good question. Yep. And, um, and, and, and this, this is the part of it that I thought was, that I thought this conversation is so great. This was a real part of, of uh, we got really a, from a basis foundation of scripture, we got three distinct different opinions. Uh, and, and so a lot of that goes back to our faith, how we, how we feel, what we believe. Uh, is there a question? Yes, back there. Yes. Okay. Have you ever been standing before the congregation and felt unsure about what you were preaching? <laughs> Have you ever stood in front of the congregation and felt unsure about what your message and what you were preaching at uh, that time? Uh, Joe? Yeah, I'm going to tell you what I do. I feel unsure about it every Thursday, 
every Friday, every Saturday. Yeah. And so what I do is, you know, when I go on, I go on a long bike ride every Saturday, maybe you guys know that. Most of that time is spent, okay, do I have this right? Am I recalling things that I've learned correctly? Would my Bible professors in college be proud of me? Would they look down on me? I call fellow pastors in town. I call disciples. I, I, talk, to, I talk to somebody at least once a week. Sometimes it's more than one person. Not hey, me. Not, not less, because I want the right answer. So what I do, when I want to see how, how right I am. No, but I call people and men that I respect and admire, because I... I am I'm subservient. <laughs> and the hits just keep and that, coming. And that, that, came out, that came out perfectly as I intended. And no. I make a face because he says I call men. That I, and I'm like. And then I also call some women that I, I ask my wife, my, Lord, I, I ask my wife every week, how does this sound? I mean, I ask her every week. She's the, she's the one I do ask every week. And I ask other men that I respect and admire who've been, who have taught me. <laughs> I don't ask Meg. I do ask Megan actually quite a bit, quite a bit. So to answer the, to answer the question, there's always that doubt. I think I think not having that doubt would just have would assume tremendous arrogance. So so I think that what the scripture says we like to live by the scripture. There is safety in a multitude of counselors, and that's where we hide. That's as pastors. That's where we hide ourselves when we are unsure, is we get the multitude of counselors. Yeah, and, and, and for me, it's, it's more difficult. I don't have the piece of paper. So I can only go by what I read and then a lot of study. I, hours, 20 hours, and the, these guys are on speed dial. Pastor Tim is still on speed dial. So it's really important for me not having the education, right, and the background that they have to make sure that when I get up here, I'm not going to say anything that will be theologically incorrect. I want to be grounded in God's word. I want to make sure that I am conveying it in such a way that it comes across in truth and love without arrogance, because who, who am I? Who am I? But it's interesting because the doubt that I always fear, I'm very convicted um, as much about the music that I pick for you guys every Sunday. It always comes out in a way that I know it's right. And when the, the couple of times that I've had the ability to get up here and talk, I do have the doubt. But that's when I say, and I realize that it, that is the devil, and I mean this, that is Satan causing fear, and he is causing doubt, and he is trying to prevent the word from being spread. And I it, goosebumpy believe that, just that when we know and when we are convicted, whether it is the work that we do, it is the day of hope, it is the conversation you're gonna have at Publix, that minute that doubt creeps in and that you aren't sure, that voice that tells you, no, don't do that. I don't think it's a lack of confidence. I think that it is Satan just trying to derail you from the work God has caused you to do. So we press forward. Brucey. Bruce? Bruce? Yeah, uh, and we should probably have a prayer. Yeah, this will be this. The, uh, so, the, the end. Thanks, Emma, for asking the question. And so I guess my answer would be uh, yes and no. So yes, I, I do, ha I have doubts in, in me uh, based on, you know, what's, what's gone on that week. Uh, years ago, I, I, I can't eat on Sundays when I preach, so I'm sort of, it's a, not really a voluntary fasting. It's just so I don't get an upset tummy that I just can't eat <laughs> if I'm uh, if I'm um, preaching. But I I don't have a doubt in the in the truth and in the power of God's word. And I just I I, I want and pray more than anything for 
for God to speak uh, in spite of me. And Can you so, dub Bruce's voice over my answer and just make that my answer, the one that Bruce just gave? Much better. Thanks, I, thanks, Mike. Preach on the podcast. I hope you, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, this was something that we talked about and, uh, a while back. And uh, give it to these guys. I mean, they didn't. They they put themselves on the line today, and you guys could have been harder on them than you were. Uh, if you want, we, we would love to do this again, and I would like for you to really take time to really put them on the hot seat next time. No, but this this was I thought it was wonderful, and I, and I hope you liked it. And thank you guys. It is really super. Pray. We're doing something. We're going to pray. Uh, Bruce, we bless us with a word, and then we're going to sing one more song. You can go. I know there's. We want to celebrate Carol and do other things. You can stay and worship uh, with one more song. You can leave. It's totally your call. We won't judge you. I would say no. We won't. But thank you. All right. Bruce so we're going to pray and then sing. So uh, God, thank you for this time, for this family of faith, for the the opportunity that we have to ask and respond to. Um, hard questions, questions that, that we really wrestle with. And so uh, we believe that you care about these kinds of questions and that you care about how, uh, how we answer them and how we live them. And so we rely on your grace and on your love because we know that on our own we fail. And so thank you for your presence here. Thank you for the presence of these brothers and sisters in Christ. And we close our time opening our hearts in worship to you. In Jesus' name, amen.